you're okay with going to Lambeau Field in the playoffs because boy, I am not. Ben's overcooked. Take him out the oven. I was going to say, you know those shirts that people get at places that say, I survived whatever? You need one that says, I survived Jameis. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another exciting episode of the Expansion Buddies podcast. I am your co-host, Justin Wright. Um, zooming in live from Hot Springs, Montana, and I'm joined today by my co-host jared miller how you doing today jared i'm doing well justin i am also zooming in live i am in uh, scenic bozeman montana this evening yeah very nice this evening does that often change uh no no i it's in fact that's where i've always zoomed in live from that's fair i've uh not always zoomed in live from scenic hot springs what i probably we, shouldn't I, I probably shouldn't say where i'm at what if our hyper fan kyle comes and tracks me down true we do not want those crazy uh fan boys and girls to come after us uh kyle daniel and your mom true true the big three <laughs> yeah the, the big three uh, uh titans as they say yeah um so uh what are, what are we talking about tonight uh, well i unfortunately we have to talk about March Madness. And the only reason I say unfortunately is because final just wrapped up last night and the score did not go in Gonzaga's favor. It sure did not. And Baylor won. Jared and I have both talked a little bit. Neither of us likes Baylor. In fact, we have a high dislike of Baylor. Uh, yeah. Baylor is a, a whole myriad of issues that Again, we've said we will get into it at a later date. I, I will play devil's advocate a little bit. My Most of my issues reside with their football program. Yes, and but I'm I, sure we are going to have an episode dedicated to that. Oh, it'll be a trilogy, sir. <laughs> but yes, uh, Baylor did win la uh, Monday night, beating Gonzaga. Uh, held the Gonzags to 70 points, lowest total of their entire season. Obviously handed them their only loss of the year. Uh, up until that point, Gonzaga was undefeated. I have to give my props to Baylor. They played an unbelievable game. I was just so impressed watching the start of that game, how aggressive they were with pretty much everything they did on the floor. Mm -hmm. I've never seen a team start a game so aggressively. And I think what that can be attributed to is they did their homework on how, what it's going to take to stop a team like Gonzaga and boy, they, they did it to a T. Yeah. I think they took a lot of notes from uh, the earlier game against UCLA because UCLA was the only other team really that I saw in the tournament that was able to stand with Gonzaga for a bit. I mean, they stood with them to the very bitter end, um, but yeah, that's, I think that's a good way to put it is that they did their homework. Um, yeah. And yeah. I don't, I don't want to make excuses and I, and I don't, I'm certainly not trying to do that when I say this, but a part of me, you bring up the UCLA game and it makes me wonder, um, how tired was Gonzaga going into this game, having to play into overtime, uh, such a hard-fought close game like that, whereas Baylor's game with Houston, on the other side of things, it was kind of a blowout, and Baylor took care of it pretty quickly. Gonzaga had to play wire-to-wire -wire with UCLA, 
And it, you know, obviously again, not an excuse, but it, it makes me wonder how much of that played into the outcome of Monday night. Yeah. And I mean, we could sp- sit and speculate on it all day. Um, but yeah, I think you're right. They probably were tired. They've played a lot of basketball and you know that they're a team that never let off the gas the entire time. And I think you might be right. You know, might've just kind of led to them running out of gas in one way or another. Yeah. And, and, and while we're on the subject real quick, um, I want to talk about that UCLA game too. What an unbelievable game. Yeah, absolutely. It was a, it was a great game and a, a crazy ending <laughs> to say the least. Yeah. Uh, I think what that game should have told most people was that a uh, UCLA was probably misseeded in this tournament. They came into that as an 11 seed. Clearly they did not play like one. <laughs> no, but I mean, this year it's just, I think back of college sports in general, we're just thrown to the wolves with how it was set up. In, yeah. in every way, shape, and form. So big time props to UCLA too. That's that's weird coming from a Ducks fan like myself, but I uh, recognize talent when I see it. And boy, that is a talented bunch over there in Los Angeles. They what a fun game that was. Like I said, I caught the last ten minutes or so of regulation and then all of overtime, and uh, just a classic. You know, I, I don't really like throwing that word around instant classic, but boy, that one was one of the best college basketball games I've seen in a long, long time. Definitely this year. Uh, bummed that the Zags couldn't obviously take it all the way, finish it out. But uh, props to Baylor. Hell of a basketball game. Absolutely deserved to win that championship. Um, and it, it uh, goes to show how hard it is to go undefeated in a season and run the table and win it all in any sport. Yep. I will say I, I called it earlier. I told, I said undefeated seasons usually don't stand. No. And uh, in fact, the only team still in college basketball, as far as I know that's ever done it is Indiana in the eighties. I believe it was so. And then obviously you think of teams like the 72 dolphins that did it in football, but outside of that, you know, not many come to mind for me. Yeah. That's, there's not a lot. Yeah. So, uh, March Madness is over. College basketball is over for another year. Yes, we no longer have to be mad at March. No, no, we can be. We can be. Well, I guess these last couple games were April Madness, April Anger, if we want to call it. April Anger. I, I love that. March Madness, I, April I, Anger. I will say I, I wish that they would split the men and the women's tournaments up a bit more so it's easier to consume both of those because I – with the men's going on and that's obviously what's pushed. Um, it is, it is hard to keep track of the women's it, it's. Yeah. Um, and for someone who's a casual basketball fan, like myself, I, I heard great things about what was going on that, that BYU had a super strong team this year that UConn was tearing it up. And I, I would have liked to be able to watch some of that more, but I feel like it was kind of buried. You know, while we're on the subject, uh, this will uh, this is going to be a very early shout out for me, but this is my shout out. Uh, shout out to Stanford's women's basketball team who won their national championship over Arizona in a very, very tightly contested game. I believe the final score was like 64 to 63. Arizona missed the final shot and all Pac-12 national championship, actually. But uh, my boy Russell Wilson, his younger sister, plays for Stanford. 
and he was in attendance when they won, which I thought was super cool. So shout out to Stanford's women's basketball team for a hell of a season and winning the national championship on their side of things. Right on. That's a good shout out. Yeah. So, uh, and I agree with you. I really wish that they would uh, line it up a little better so fans could consume more of both because the women's tournament is just equally as exciting as the men's. Some of the games come right down to the wire, obviously like that one did. Um, You know, it's, it's a shame that it isn't watched more because I have seen some of the highlights of the uh, women's March madness from this last year. And there were some excellent, excellent games and some excellent basketball that was played. So it would be cool to see them do something in the future where they made it. So uh, fans could, watch both what that is i don't know yet but april anger i think you already said it there we go there we go april anger hashtag april anger on twitter hashtag april anger indeed all right uh i've got no more basketball talk to get out do you i think i'm good on basketball so let's move on to our other topic of the night Uh, let's talk about sam darnold well something something went on in your division this week yeah um so for those of you that are not in, uh, Sam Darnold got traded to the Carolina Panthers for, oh gosh, I should have pulled it up before I started talking about it. It's like a, a third, like two thirds next year and a second, something like that. I do believe the trade was for a second round pick next year, maybe a fourth round pick and a sixth round pick in 2023. But again, I could be uh, wrong with those rounds and years there, but it was for three picks. Uh, excuse me. The sixth round pick. Now I'm looking at it is in the 2021 draft later this month. So, uh, and then the second and fourth rounder are next year. So I had that year wrong on the sixth. Okay. But yeah, three picks went to the jets. Sam Darnold went to the Panthers. Uh, I know it's something we like to talk about when we've talked about trades before on this show. Um, who, who do you think won this trade? Just looking at that. I, this one, I will say it, I think all of my guests are hard to say right away, but this one, especially because I personally think, I think Sam Darnold has potential. I think he needs a a coach and a quarterback's coach, especially that's going to work with him on some of his finer details, but he has shown flashes of being a, maybe not like one of the all time great quarterbacks, but of being a good quarterback and I think the coaching staff that was there the talent that was put around him and the unfortunate situation that is that was I should say the New York Jets that I think it kind of all compounded into kind of a downfall for the man I think he could be a very good quarterback and I think I do think Carolina could be a place that kind of rehabilitates him, so to speak, and kind of gets him back on that path. And we might see some pretty cool things for Sam, from Sam Darnold. I would I would like to, I should say. I'm optimistic because I really do like Sam Darnold. I think he's a talented quarterback that went to a team that squandered him. Um, and I, I do think he didn't yeah. get another year for a shot in New York, but new coach wants his guy. And I can understand that. I, I don't. I don't begrudge Robert Sala one bit. Yeah, I uh, completely agree with you. We'll get to uh, Robert Sala's guy in a minute. 
but uh, yeah, I think if I were hard pressed to say who won this trade right now, I'd have to say the Panthers just because they're getting something tangible right now. And draft picks are always tricky because you don't know, like the Jets, those picks are all going to depend on where Carolina finishes, right? So, and yeah, it's not like a first round pick, so it's not quite as uh, talked about or as I yeah. won't say as important, but uh, it does it does depend on how Carolina finishes. Uh, the, now they are getting three picks. That's I'd say pretty fair deal. I, I think the deal was fair if that's what we're getting at. I, I I agree, and that's I think down the road we're gonna either be able to say that Carolina got a steal. You know, if Dan Darn Samuel. <laughs> Sam Darnold, um, if he just starts producing and goes off, and this is his, you know, change of scenery that really gets him going. Because I mean, if you look at how Drew Brees started his career and with the Chargers, like forget about it, he was doing terrible. But he goes to the Saints and becomes a easy Hall of Fame candidate. You know, maybe this is Sam Darnold Saints. It's the right division for it, at least. Yeah, I mean, it very well could be. And we, you kind of touched on it earlier that this Carolina could be a place where he sees kind of a revitalization in his career. And I totally agree. Uh, the first person that came to mind that is going to be accompanying him, obviously, is Christian McCaffrey. I mean, that's huge to have a successful run game. Mm-hmm. So that's going to help him a lot alone. He's got the talented receivers, uh, the two mores, as we talked about. Yeah, more and more. More and more. You love it in Carolina, more and more of it. Uh, fun fact also, the Jets are going to play at Carolina next year. We don't know when yet, but we know that that is a game that is slated for the schedule. So a little bit of revenge factor. Uh, that's always fun when a guy gets traded to a team and he plays his old team that following year. Uh, Sam Darnold's going to have a lot to prove. He's going to have a lot to prove this season and moving forward that uh, everything we've talked about uh, was in fact true, that he was – hampered by his time in New York by that old coaching staff and I think what better way to stick it to the Jets than a beat them when they go head-to-head on the field next year but also do well enough to give them a lower draft pick because of Carolina's uh, potential success Uh, so that's kind of how I see things from the Sam Darnold point of view from the Carolina point of view from the Jets point of view let's talk about what this means To me, this means nothing other than the fact that they are without a doubt unequivocally going to draft Zach Wilson second overall in this draft. I think that's a, I think there's a, yeah, like a 99% certainty that's what's happening. I mean, we never know the draft. Maybe they get real crazy and they somehow finagle the Jags into giving them the first round and they end up with Trevor Lawrence. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, that would uh, break the internet. If it mm. happened, but you know, it is the draft crazier things have happened. Uh, you know, who knows they, it could be, uh, it couldn't be until draft night that maybe Roger Goodell walks out on that stage after the Jags have made their pick. Everyone's anticipating a jets pick and then it flashes across the board. We've got a trade. Uh, <laughs> who knows what happened? Who, you'd have to give up a King's ransom and a half to get the second pick, but uh, yeah, 99% they're going to go with Zach Wilson out of BYU. Uh, that's their guy. It, it, and we'll get into what we think is going to happen after 
pick two with the 49ers and all that in our draft episode down the road. But I think that this was a statement by the organization in New York saying, Hey, we have our eyes set on a quarterback. Everyone knows what quarterback it is uh, that we think we really think that he's going to be our future and uh, we're going after him. So you don't, you don't, you don't trade away your uh, starting quarterback. If you don't plan to have a pretty quick replacement. Yeah, I will say, too, one thing that we failed to talk about is what do we think is going to happen with Teddy Bridgewater? Uh, yeah, back to the Carolina point of view, I, th- uh, I think I told you the other day when we talked about this off the air that I think what I see happening with the Panthers this summer is they're going to go for a good old-fashioned QB competition. Uh, I think that they're going to have Darnold go and compete for that job. I don't think it's going to be given to him right out of the gates. Uh, Bridgewater will have to prove why he should keep the job, but that's a good question. That's a good question. If Darnold does get it and Bridgewater gets delegated to a backup for a year, does he stay in Carolina long-term? I, he- I will say that Ian Rappaport did report that the Panthers have given Teddy Bridgewater the ability to speak to other teams about trading. Mm. So he, he might be on the trade block. Could be. And we, it, Sam Gardle may very well be the guy in, in Carolina this coming year. And I, I think that's the right move. Honestly, I think no disrespect on Teddy Bridgewater. I, I think he played pretty well, but I, I, I don't think he's, I just don't think he's the guy. Yeah, he is best served in a, I think, backup role where he can step in, you know, long for long stretches if needed, like we saw in 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 New Orleans. But I I do not think he's the guy. I don't think he's a full time starter. Yeah, I hate to say that, but well, Teddy Bridgewater has had such a tough career when you think about it. You know, the yeah, the, the gruesome injury in Minnesota when he played for the Vikings. You think even before then he was so. Um, he was thought to be the guy with the Vikings. He was thought to be uh, kind of their, their hope. And then that injury happened and it really has changed the trajectory of his career. And you, you, he, he's someone that reminds me a lot of Tyrod Taylor, where I wish him the best wherever he goes, but he has just been bitten by the bad luck bug so many times. And with the Panthers saying that, that they are willing to listen to offers for him and allow him to talk to other teams about a possible trade, that tells me that maybe what I just said was wrong and that Carolina might already have it in their minds that Sam Donald is the guy. Yeah, and yeah, which could be interesting. Well, I mean, let's, let's not forget that Sam Donald was the third overall pick in the 2018 draft. Right, he's he is a definite first round talent, and I think there's a handful of franchises in the NFL, Carolina included, that would have been lucky to snag him. And I think he's going to make them better. How much better? I don't know yet. Uh, there's still a lot of issues in Carolina, as I'm sure you well, very well know, that still need addressed for them to be competitive in that division, but I think this definitely makes them better. Yeah. That's if, if Sam Darnold can work with Christian McCaffrey and add a competent, um, 
you know, passing game to the deadly run game. I think the Panthers are back into some, you know, at least being able to smell the playoffs if not making it. Um, because right now, Christian McCaffrey, Christian McCaffrey has been carrying that offense. Even when they had Cam Newton, like Cam Newton, uh, you know, I wish him the best in New England, but I, you look at his past couple of years, the past, oh, the past couple of years he had with the Panthers and he was not, you know, he was not the Cam Newton that people thought was going to start a, you know, Panther dynasty when he got there. Uh, and, and Christian McCaffrey just took the brunt of that offense. People couldn't stop him. And I think, you know, the past couple of years with the way, you know, the, the, you know, especially our, their division rivals, like the bucks, the saints and, yeah, the, the Bucks and the Saints um, have played them. They've shown the rest of the league. Like, if you just key on Christian McCaffrey and play a strong run defense, you're probably going to walk away with the win. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 100%. And then I'm just thinking about what Carolina, the positive position they're in right now, too, with having Sam Darnold, is they have the eighth pick in this draft. They can do something big time to compliment him. We've yeah. talked about the run game. They could go after a big name receiver. I mean, that we've talked about the receivers that are going to be on the board through the top 10 still. And yeah, it's a deep class. They had a chance to uh, really help him out there. So it's going to be really interesting to see what Carolina does with that eighth pick. Now I would almost put dollars to donuts though, that they might go after a receiver now that they know who their guy or presumably their guy is going to be a quarterback. So Thinking of this in terms of your whole division, though, uh, this made it funny enough to say out loud with the years and years and years of Drew Brees we've had in New Orleans, but this has made it so I think the team with the most shaky QB situation in your division now is New Orleans. Yeah, uh, right now they haven't made at least nothing that I've seen vocally that would change my mind that right now they're looking at Taysom Hill and or Jameis Winston to be their guys for you know the next year which if you're a Saints fan you're gonna have an interesting season yeah it'll be fun to watch (laughs) but (laughs) I, I I like Jameis Winston but unless he has really learned a lot in New Orleans, I I don't see him, you know, progressing to that that next level that he never met in Tampa. Um, and I mean, I talked up Sam Darnold's change of scenery being him breaking into, you know, stardom. So I, I guess I'm, I guess I'm more dubious about Jameis Winston because the man's thirty for thirty. Yeah, yikes. Yeah, I mean, who could blame you? You've been burned by that torch one too many times. But yeah. And I, I defended Jameis Winston for a long time. I was all about giving him more time, more time, more time. And we gave him that time and it, it's, it never panned out. So I, I think, uh, I think, I think the Panthers have a real shot at taking, you know, a place in the top half of the division. I think they're going to be scrapping with, 
New Orleans for the middle. Unless the Falcons do something crazy, they're going to be bottom of the barrel. Well, uh, the Falcons have said that they're listening to offers for trades for the fourth pick, which they hold. So we could see something crazy from their side of things. You kind of answered the question I was about to ask you, actually. I was going to ask, uh, Carolina finished third in your division last year, just above the Falcons. They obviously had a pretty dismal 5-11 and record. Do you think that this changes where they finish in the standings next year? I don't think they're going to win the NFC South, but do you think they could possibly get second? I think they can get second. Um, I think they're still going to scrap with um, New Orleans. Like I said, I think New Orleans has still got a lot of good pieces and their, their coach. I mean, I, I think just with, um, the coaching staff they have, it gives them an automatic shot because that staff is really, really good at working with what they've got. Oh yeah. Sean Payton's one of the best in the biz at that right now. Yeah. Um, and you, you look at the way that they, they worked when breeze was out and they lost like zero of those games. Yeah. Um, they, they can game plan. Like, I think they're, they're great at pulling out the most potential they can from who they have and plus even if one thing i will say that i think Jameis winston will have going for him is the fact that the saints have alvin Kamara. with how much you're going to have to watch alvin Kamara, it will give Jameis winston time in the pocket uh and he is still a mobile quarterback he's got legs he's got them crab legs <laughs> he does have those um and so he yeah, it, it it could be slightly dangerous. The thing is, though, if he doesn't work on, if he hasn't fixed his decision making, his accuracy, that it's as I've seen and people have seen with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, those turnovers from Jameis Winston will dig a hole that <laughs> it's really hard to get out of. Yeah, um, I, I'm going to extend my question beyond division standings. Then uh, I'm going to put you on the spot. Do you think that the addition of Sam Darnold makes the Panthers a wild card team next year? Now remember, there are three wild card teams that make the playoffs. Um. Hmm. I'll say this: if the if the eight and eight Mitch Trubisky Bears can sneak into the playoffs, I think the Panthers can next year. Yeah, maybe I, maybe they're going to be right on that line. Yeah, they're, they're going to be teetering. I think hmm. that's a toughie. It's a tough one. Let me, oh gosh. (laughs) Are they a wild card team? I, 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 I'm gonna, I'm gonna go out on a limb here and say I think they might be. Uh, not much more than that, but I think they, I think they get in next year. They might get in off the fact. Well, we'll see. It's I think also... it depends on if the NFC East actually improves or not. Let me say that. Well, <laughs> because if if we see Danny Dimes, because I we both talked about how New York 
and Washington made pretty good moves in free agency. Um, if, if those moves pay off for the New York Giants, I think the Giants would be a wild card team. Okay. I will say that the, the Giants were six and 10 this last year, which is not great, but should the fastest man on earth <laughs> actually, <laughs> actually <laughs> become Daniel a better quarterback? Freaking Jones, the fastest man to ever walk on this planet. Uh, I, I don't know, man. I could, I could see it. The NFL's wild. It see, it seems like it, you can never exactly predict teams like the Panthers or the Giants, for that matter. I, I give the Giants the edge because I like what they did in in free agency and the other i i'm gonna say no the other reason i'm gonna give is the nfc west you have the seahawks who are always gonna it seems like they always find a way to make it into this playoffs whether they're first in the division or not you have the rams who i i i really like as a as a wild card team this next year, I, I think they're going to take a spot and I think the Cardinals very well might take a spot. Yeah. Well, I, as much as I hate to say it, I actually like the Rams as maybe our division winner next year, but it's very possible. I, 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 I'm not going to lie. I know you hate to hear it, but I really am excited to see what, what Matt Stafford is going to do there next year. I'm excited. I'm really excited. I'm excited to see what Matt Stafford and the Rams will do for 15 games next year. There's two of them. I don't want him to do much in, but I agree with you. The NFC West is going to make it tough because I think we're going to send two wild cards next year. And I think the other one probably comes out of your division somewhere. And just realistically speaking, I think it's either going to be between you or the saints. I don't think the Panthers are ready to, I don't know, quite break into that upper echelon. I know that contradicts yeah. what I just said, but hey, I'll ask you the same question after the draft about the Giants and the Panthers, and then we'll see how we're really feeling. <laughs> yeah, it's man, I am excited for the draft. I can't wait to see what's going on. Yeah, the draft is going to be a good time. Uh, it's going to be interesting. You know, all these trades beforehand kind of sometimes maybe make it a little more clear what teams are going to do. Like we said with the jets, we think they're definitely going after Zach Wilson. Now Uh, the Panthers, like I said, I feel anyway, like they're more apt to pick a receiver at eight. Now that they have a quarterback who is more than capable of getting it to a receiver. Uh, It's interesting. And it's all, it's all putting the puzzle pieces into place for the teams when rosters we're going to see next year. So uh, yeah, that was the big news of the week in the NFL. Though Sam Darnold is a Carolina Panther. Let, let me say something that's gonna scare you. What if what if Robert Sala is playing 3D chess and he traded Sam Darnold to open up a spot for Russell Wilson to come to the Jets? No, well, you just shut your mouth because uh Russell Wilson is staying put in Seattle for this year at least because he didn't even mention the Jets as a place that he would go. Yeah, classic diversion. <laughs> All right. I will buy you a steak dinner if Russell Wilson plays for the New York Jets next year deal deal i never said where though i'll take you to applebee's you're mean (laughs) uh 
the point is, uh, Russell Wilson is not going to be wearing that green and white next year. I think it's going to be Zach Wilson. In fact, if it's not Zach Wilson, I might buy you a steak dinner anyway. That's how confident I am that that's who the Jets are going to take. All right, deal. All right, if the Jets do not take Zach Wilson in the draft, or if uh, the other Wilson ends up playing for him, I will buy you a steak dinner, sir. All right, sounds like a plan. From the restaurant of your choosing. Ooh, fancy. It's got to be within a striking distance, so I'm not flying you out yeah. to uh, New York. I, I'm texting Robert Soller right now that he has to make a trade for Russell Wilson. <laughs> okay. I'm sure that even if you had his number, he would shake up the NFL landscape just because you told him to. <laughs> uh, it's gonna. There will be something crazy on draft night, though. There always oh, is. Absolutely. Always is. Uh, whether it's good crazy or picking Mitchell Trubisky second overall crazy, I don't know, but there is always something. Uh, speaking of the draft, do we want to tell the people our plan for draft night? Do we want to spoil the surprise? No, let it be. A, no, actually, yeah, we should probably let them in. So All right. Tell their friends. <laughs> All right. Uh, the four listeners we have. Justin and I for the draft have planned this year too. We're going to watch it together in air quotes. We're going to, we're going to hop on the old zoom meeting. We're going to record our reactions live as the draft happens. We'll edit it down obviously uh, for the first round only of course, but that will be our episode following the draft. Uh, we are going to, you're going to get the raw unfiltered Justin and Jared as they watch the draft. And I'm so sorry. Yeah. Who knows what's going to be said? We'll, we'll, we'll keep it family friendly, of course, as always, as the expansion buddies do, but that is our plan for the draft. Uh, we're both super excited for it. Also be sure to tune into our pre-draft episode. We're going to have a couple of our buddies who we've had on before big football nuts come and talk with us about who we think's going where and who, what, what crazy trades are going to happen. I, I am going to challenge all three of you boys that night to give me a super piping hot take for a trade that's going to go down in the first round. So, be all right, think- fair enough. I gotta, I gotta prepare for that then. Yeah, be thinking about that, and that'll be in, uh, incentive for the other two to listen to this episode because I'm not going to tell them that. I'll drop it on them uh, cold turkey that night. So they're going to listen to this and they're going to hear it, Jared. Well, we hope they will. That's the point. I'm sure Kyle will anyway. <laughs> Yeah, he will. Uh, yeah. So anyway, a little. Uh, we're we're. If you can't tell, we're excited for the draft. It's been it's on our gonna minds. It's gonna be great. Quite a bit, even though uh, your boy doesn't have a first round pick for his team. The Seahawks never do. We always trade it away. Uh, we. That's what we can uh, thank old Jamal Adams for. That's why we don't have one this year. So, uh, yeah, drafts coming up. Crazy stuff going on in the NFL. I never always thought. Is. Never always thought is. I'd see the day where Sam Donald was a Panther. Can't really say I'm shocked he was traded, but I never thought Carolina would be his landing spot. No, certainly not. Yeah, so you're you're going to get to see Sam Darnold uh, up close and personal next year a couple times. Yeah, that's um. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> I was going to say, is that a, a worried or not? I'm I'm pretty confident in our defense right now. Yeah, you should be. I think your defense will be able to handle him. Falcons defense, maybe not, but it depends. Have the Falcons learned how to play football yet? Uh, have they learned how to recover an onside kick yet? Yeah. Oh, sorry. That's it. Oh, gosh. That's like just embarrassing. 
Uh, I'm glad how us talking about Sam Darnold kind of just turned into us ragging on the Falcons. I don't like the Falcons. Yeah. They're the team in the division I just can't stand. I respect the Saints, and I I kind of low-key – if they weren't in my division, I would like the Panthers. Yeah. Yeah. We've talked about that theory before, how it works. It's a great theory. It, uh, I, I thank you, sir. I thank you. I feel like I'm the one that came up with it. Maybe someone else did, but uh, it, it was definitely you. All right. I'll take the credit. Uh, we got to get to your shout out because I gave mine already. Um, I can't remember if I did that last week. I think I shouted out. Um, yeah, I did. Okay. Who are you thinking of? Oh, I was thinking of Timmy on the Zags. I think I shouted him out last week or the week before. You did. You did. Okay. That's what I that's what I thought. I couldn't remember. It's been a long day. I couldn't remember if I'd done that or not. <laughs> um it's a little late, but the other shout out I was thinking of is I want to shout out <laughs> Buccaneers head coach Bruce Arians. The tattoo. The tattoo. I saw that. <laughs> it's great. He's like saying he's a man of his word and he is and then the whole the whole freaking joke then tom brady like photoshopped a picture of bruce arian getting his tattoo and then oh god what is it shaquille barrett or make maybe it was mike evans like a picture of brady throwing an avocado it has been a whole thing i did not see the avocado one that's hilarious it's been just a whole a whole thread of memes I mean, you boys are just rele- you're re- reveling in your uh, Super Bowl win still, as you should be. You yeah. should all summer. I mean, this is – you should until the Super Bowl next year, you know. This is yours yeah. for a year. It's I, – I, I love it. That's uh, – they're just having such a, such a time. I, I, I love going back and thinking, like, everybody's saying, like, oh – Arians and Brady don't get along. They actually hate each other. It's not going to work. And they're just like constantly just joking around on Twitter and stuff. It's it's great. Yeah, those are just mad Patriots fans, I feel like. Yeah. Aren't they all? Yeah, they sure are. Um, I, well, we uh, still have a little time. I know we wanted to maybe keep it short this week. You, you've been watching any baseball? I've been watching the score some. I'm um, sorry. Yeah. I it hurts to consume baseball this way, but you know I I will I was telling you this before we went on the air. Um, la- watching Gonzaga on Monday night was very sad for me. So I thought, and I don't know why I thought this, the best medicine for that sadness would be you know what I'll tune into the Mariners game. They never hardly get an ESPN game. They're playing the White Sox at home, coming off a series win against the Giants. That'll make me happy, right? Uh, that was proven wrong to the tune of a 6 nothing defeat. That was rough, and I should have known going in that that would have not uh, cheered the old mood up. So, hey, playing again on Tuesday night right before we record this. I'm super excited again. The big maples back in town. James Paxton's pitching for us tonight. I'm, <laughs> I'm hoping that I'm hoping we can uh, get some revenge on the old White Sox for Monday night's loss. But who knows? Uh, that's, that's uh, my qualms with baseball. You'll hear about them all summer. 
Yeah, it's going to be a long summer. Probably will be. Probably will be. But uh, well, I've, I've got nothing else for this episode, if you do. Yeah, I think I am also tapped for the episode. All right. Well, we're keeping it short and sweet tonight. Uh, Justin's got a busy week in front of him, so we wanted to uh, get in, get out, get the stuff we needed to talk about, talked about. Uh, we thank you all for tuning in for another episode of the Expansion Buddies podcast. We're somewhere in our 30s right now for our episode count. It's crazy, yeah. crazy stuff. We're putting them out. Yeah, we're, we're, we're super happy that you guys continue to grab your tin can on a string and take a listen. Same damn joke every time, right? I Have love I made it. that joke before? Oh, yeah, a couple times. Maybe not oh. every time, but I love well, it. I love it. You're, you're really hostile about it. Same damn joke. I didn't mean it to be hostile. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm just trying to add some levity to the podcast. You're good. You're good. <laughs> You know what? I apologize. I'm the one. No, no, no. Just uh, I won't make any more jokes. I'll I'll keep it straight. Um, no more talking about how the audience doesn't know if we're wearing pants, uh, saying that they're um, listening on a can and a string or smoke signals. Uh, I I won't bring up the storm and Mormons anymore. Oh, just, we're going to lose my straight. mom if you don't bring up the Storm of Mormons anymore. That was probably your favorite joke on this whole show so far. No, I'm going to have to play it straight now. I'm... Oh, come on. You're good. No, no, it's, I don't want to. I don't want to just be telling the same damn joke, Jared. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> all right. All right. I'm sorry. All right. I'll stop. I'll, I'll be the joker again. I, I was going to say you need one of us needs to be. But yeah, our audience, our loyal listeners, thank you all. Yeah, thanks for coming to this 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 episode of the Expansion Buddies. Our TED Talk. <laughs> our uh, like and subscribe if you'd like to hear more. <laughs> um, sign up for our newsletter. We send it out biannually. First class mail. Yep. That's how we send it. Oh God, we're gonna Kyle's gonna tweet us asking for a newsletter now. Oh no! Oh no! I don't know oh, if we're going to have to make a newsletter. I got an idea. We're just going to write newsletter. We'll put the S backwards like kids do. And we'll just sign it with our names on it and draw a big heart and send it to him. There you go. Kind of like highlights, the old highlights magazine. <laughs> I hear your mom's dentist office has some of those old highlight magazines. Oh, they sure used to, at least. I, uh, I got uh, for front row access to those, you could say, as a kid. Nice. The, the Pure Uncut Highlights magazine. Yeah, not yet Unfiltered, redacted. Not raw. Yet, <laughs> not yet redacted. <laughs> not uh, censored. <laughs> okay, we're, we're rambling now. <laughs> we we, we got to close up shop on this bad boy. Oh, boy. I wonder if anyone's still listening to just How did they get on Highlights magazine? You know, tweet at us if you listened this far. Tell us the one that what we talked about at the very end of this to prove that you listened. Tell tell us your favorite Highlights magazine article. (laughs) They have articles? Uh, Yes. What? What? I don't even remember what's in Highlight. I thought it was just like puzzles. And I mean, they had mazes. They had some mazes and some stuff like some, some, you know drawings but there's articles i think what what was the other magazine it had like zoo animals on the front oh god you know what i'm talking about though kind of kind of i don't know highlights highlights was the bop at my house so wait you guys actually got highlights 
didn't my mom had him in the dentist office she she oh so she was able to bring it home oh she smuggled those home from she's still oh gosh hey uh, on the on the hey your 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 mom's running highlights (laughs) uh on the down man that'll get you 10 to 20 (laughs) i'm gonna be honest with you uh low-key my mom still smuggles me sports illustrated from the dentist office so whoa so you got the hookup how can i get in on that action man (laughs) Uh, you simply would have to say, I want them. And my mom would stop giving them to me and give them to you. <laughs> That's how that would work. Um, Ellen, please get a hold of me. Cause I would like to get these, um, contraband, uh, <laughs> magazines, please. Okay. We, we need to end it. We need to end this episode before, I before we get zoo books. That's what it is. <laughs> All right. Uh, we we have solved all of the world's greatest mysteries on oh, this episode. Oh, and Ranger Rick. On this I forgot about Ranger Rick. Sorry, I, I got on a tangent. You're good. I'm going to just keep going. We've solved all the mysteries, uh, life's greatest mysteries on this episode of the Expansion Buddies. Thank you for bearing with us through these last especially 10 minutes. Uh, we appreciate each and every one of you who listens to us every Thursday as we've been publishing for you. We will again next Thursday. Hey, Jared. You said that they're bearing with us. Do you know who's not bearing with it anymore? Mitch Trubitsky. <laughs> Thank you all for tuning in. Thank you so much. And never forget. Party like it's 1976. <laughs> <laughs>